Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? Alright, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, good morning, Wastelanders. We're trying out a whole new setup this uh, today. Oh, with that, uh, this week we went ahead and took on 2023's Pet Cemetery uh, Bloodlines rated R on Paramount. Say hi, Hi, Greg! Greg. Uh, Which one are you? Sorry, I was a little... <laughs> uh, I don't know who I am. I'm Ringo. <laughs> I meant to say hi, but the start here threw me off a little bit, I think. We're, yes, we are trying uh, different recording software. If we yeah. sound different, it probably has nothing to do with the software and everything to do with stuff I did while I was editing, but who knows? It's I only sound different because I'm trying to talk through my butt like they did. Um, Ace Ventura? Ace Ventura. <laughs> Can yeah. I ask you a question? Does my breast stink? <laughs> Uh, so what have you been up to this week, man? Uh, let's see. In addition to the movies we watched this week, I just watched Scream 6 last night. I thought that was... Mm. It was better than I expected. I, I mean, none of the Scream movies are ever going to live up to the first one. Uh, I quite, I do quite like the first Scream movie, but it is a better entry than the last couple. I know people liked Scream 5, but I didn't really get it. I don't understand what the, the hype was there. Uh, and then, like, 3 and 4 were kind of just, like, bleh. So, uh, yeah, that's been what we've mostly been doing. And, yeah, otherwise we're watching Dexter because, again, horror and serial killers. But it brings me to a point I'm going to make later on in our recording, so I don't want to make that point now. What have you guys been up to? You know, as I've been complaining to you about, I've been dealing with group work for school and trying to get a bunch of college students to start working on the project so I'm not dealing with a bunch of zeros. Did you find out if you if you can get free access to your school library and get all sorts of sources? Oh yeah, no, I, I finished that. that Did one. you find out if the school library has free licenses for Adobe? Oh yeah, it, no, I don't know about Adobe. I didn't look into that because I I didn't want to have an aneurysm thinking about Adobe and how much it screwed me over like six hundred dollars last <laughs> semester. <laughs> but with uh, with the project ongoing, my wife and I ended up. I think that we finished the Wheel of Time. I don't know if that was the last episode or not, but we watched that last night and cried because they killed a wolf. Aww. Yeah, it was. Dude, it, uh, it came out of nowhere, and I was like, I remember this in the book, and I didn't see it coming. Just... And Wheel of Time was one of those book series I just could not get into. I don't know, like it's well written, but after I finished the first one, I was, I just never went back for part two, and. Every once in a while, I think I'm like, you know what? That would just take a chunk of my time. That would be something I could constantly do in the background. But then I like glance over at my bookshelf and I'm like, or I have all these books I haven't read. I'm still struggling to get through that one fish, two fish. Like, it's mm-hmm. tricky. That one's difficult. I've had to have my wife go ahead and read it to me, and I just I I keep losing track. I'm man. pretty sure there's a blue fish in there. Yeah, what? I don't know. It's like between the lines type stuff. Oh, I'm joking. Obviously, I can't think of <laughs> any other page of that book in my head right now. Like I green eggs and ham, I can picture it several different pages, but I can't think of what else is in one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Like I don't know what comes next. I think it breaks into a. I think it breaks into like uh, 
more story arc type rhyme from there. But yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, because yeah, it's one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Join us next week for Reading Wasteland, where, <laughs> where we do a really bad job reading you, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> from memory. From M. Night Shyamalan. We'll get the actors from oh. old, right? We'll just get in there and oh. be like, I don't like the ham. Oh, no, this ham is aging on the beach. It's the only thing that's aging on the beach. <laughs> oh, no. You can go to this magical beast where, <laughs> beast beach where you live. Uh, if you leave the ham out in the sun, it eventually gets hot. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't know. I just remember last the last season getting torn apart by audiences, because I don't know. I, I think it was, like, the fans of the book, and I'm just like, come on. We were never going to go ahead and get anything this close to the books, and they they tried so hard with this. You talk about for Wheel of Time, yeah. Wheel of Time. I mean, Redfish I, I thought you realized like they made seasons of Redfish Blue. It, they couldn't have. I know they stretched the Hobbit oh, into three movies, but I don't <laughs> think Peter Jackson can. Even Peter Jackson couldn't make a whole like ten episode series of a Doctor Seuss book. Although, did well, they make maybe a, M. Night did can. they make a fucking Lorax like TV show or was it a movie? I know they made, like, an animated one, but didn't they make, like, a second Lorax movie, like the Lorax 2? That's a good question. I, th- I remember something about that. <laughs> the, the trees fight back, and it's just a happening. The Lorax number 2? Oh. That, uh, that looks like that's from 1972, though. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Me neither. I don't know. I was I was talking to my wife, and I was like, you know, the thing that annoyed the hell out of me was hearing that people were losing their, their shit over the wheel time, and I'm like... We were never going to get anything else like this. It's 14 books, and, I mean, they tried their best. The, the only reason why it started showing up is because of Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, uh, and I feel like there's something else. I don't know. They made those Narnia movies, but... Oh, yeah, and the Narnia movies that kind of... Yeah, like all like all those culminate into uh, someone going, hey, let's go ahead and make Wheel of Time. Well, I think as special effects have gotten cheaper to produce, which not necessarily a great thing, but also the ability of studios to get these big name actors to actually commit to miniseries. And so, uh, I don't remember who's in wheel of time, but it's one of those things where because they become more available, these big Epic fantasy series that have like massive built in audiences are becoming more and more lucrative. And I think when Peter Jackson kind of like cracked that nut wide open with the first Lord of the Rings movie, Every studio started looking around being like, what could we do? And then as TV, like I said, became more popular, they they were able to actually start creating a real fucking sense of creating these shows into a series. And so, yeah, I mean, like, we were never going to get anything like Wheel of Time done regularly. We were never going to get a Game of Thrones series done like regularly. But now is the day and age where these epics make sense to make, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so when we have like a better capability to go ahead and do something similar. To yeah. Well, and also we have better marketing. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting just to see how people react to like these shows going ahead and getting made. I mean, they seem to just get torn. I mean, granted, like I live in an echo chamber of just controversies of, you know, shit that I'm watching. <laughs> stop living in a chamber. You, stop you should live in, in an echo house or an echo home. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an echo chamber this is an echo home <laughs> yeah I, don't know. I think fans cry too much about stuff they don't like to the point that they it's kind of like i was saying was it i think it was for old as well i was talking about plot holes i feel like fans focus on mm-hmm. fidelity to the written story 
when they're just trying to find a reason for why they don't like it. And I think that I have a lot of opinions on that. But overall, my thought would be it's probably not fidelity to the written word that you're upset about. It's probably something else. And you should spend a little bit more time. And I know that means more hot takes from people. But spend a little bit of time and come up with the the true reason that you're not liking it. Because I guarantee if somebody were to sit down and test you, you would probably fail the I remember everything from the book exactly correctly and if you're somebody who somehow passes that, what you're most upset about is that you're not able to scold people enough. You know, like, oh, they got too close. And now I can't tell people I'm actually Picard had three hairs and not two. Uh, there's a nerd out there that knows exactly how many hairs. I hope has. not, because that means somebody's counting like Jean-Luc Picard's fucking or like uh, Patrick Stewart's like hair. I think we, at a certain point we cross the line. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone does, though. Yeah, there are weird people I out there. I don't want to think about those people. Yeah, well, you know, to avoid thinking about that, you want to talk about Pet Cemetery? Yeah, I think we should talk about Pet Cemetery. Bury me in this <laughs> undead ground. Hey, I would I would love to, especially because having you resurrect, you know, means that death is different. You just, wanted to, you just wanted to say erect. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> so this week we took on 2023's Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, rated R on Paramount. Death is different here. This movie is starring Jackson White as Judson. Natalie, uh, Natalie Allen at uh, Jesus. I think it's My Natalie Allen Lynn. Really had that heart attack there. Lynn. Yeah, Natalie Allen Lynn. I my brain just jumped to the as Norma part. Didn't realize that she has three <laughs> names. Then we have Forrest Goodluck as Manny, Isabella LeBlanc, <laughs> Isabella LeBlanc as Donna, <laughs> Jack Mulhern as Timmy, David. Duchovny and Duchovny. David Duchovny. Duchovny? Okay. One day I will get the names correctly on one of these movies. One day. I don't day. think so. We're out. We no. just put out episode 30, no, and I'm thinking that <laughs> at least 15 of those you're not nailing. 15? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing half of them. So yeah, you're <laughs> Goddamn right. right. <laughs> I can do math. Uh, special shout out to Pam Greer as Majory. Our synopsis is Timmy Baderman returns home from the Vietnam War, dead. His father, Bill, buries him in his pet cemetery to bring him back to life. And the evil in the cemetery flows through Timmy, infecting animals, people, and threatening the entire town. It's up to the original families of Ludlow to stop the evil before it spreads. Why them? The movie doesn't say, but bloodlines are important somehow. So let's hear from some critics. Uh, Writing for Paste Magazine, Trace Savor remarks... The generic moniker proves accurately foreboding for the run-of-the-mill film, one that desperately latches onto the goodwill of a familiar title but has nothing meaningful to add to this, this legacy. Switching over to IGN, Matt Santano says, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines tastes a bit better than a nothing burger, but lacks seasoning that you'd hope for from something tied to Stephen King's bibliography. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, user Jennifer F. Laments, we wanted to like it. The trailer was good, but the film felt like an after-school special and was devoid of any scary scenes. Also on Rotten Tomatoes, user Mark B comments, Held my interest with a few scares. Nice origin story expanding on the original no- movie. Uh, this is much better than the 2019 remake that it plays off of. Good October Fair. Sorry, I, I paused there because I was like, wait, you thought this was better than the, than the 2019 remake? Okay, all right. 
I actually think this is better than the 2019 remake, but that's because the 2019 remake was so bad that I remember watching a third of it and turning it off. <laughs> I was thought to myself, too, I was like, I should go finish that during the pandemic. And then I didn't because I was like, I would never <laughs> watch this movie if I could avoid it. Mm, fair enough. I don't know. I, I think I enjoyed the 2019 version more than I did this one. This one is just bleh. There's nothing yeah. good about this movie that is good enough for long enough to actually make it yeah. stick out. So in the beginning, the I guess the first act, if you will, as Judson is returning or getting ready to leave and he kind of goes and sees Timmy and the dog is acting fucked up and Timmy's acting fucked up, I feel like we got a chance to really have this high creepy factor in the movie, this kind of lurking evil that sits at the back of your brain where every shot, no matter how good it seems, something bad's going to happen. And you kind of sit there in the constant tenseness, but the film then jumped immediately into gore and some pseudo evil dead stuff, turning it from what could have been a creepy thriller to just a run of the mill 2021 movie. And I know it came out this year, but I feel like I've seen this movie four dozen different times. It's like when you go to a hamburger restaurant and they advertise a hundred different hamburgers, but the only difference between the burgers is different cheese. Some have ketchup. It's it. It's <laughs> the same meat and potatoes that so many other movies have been made off of. And that's a credit to Stephen King because he basically wrote all of our modern horror genre with the exception of a few things. For the most part, he's responsible for so many of the stories that we see well, replicated over and over again but this story does nothing for the original and that was my big gripe from the get-go uh, you and i both talked about it but if this hadn't been called pet cemetery bloodlines if this was ludlow get the fuck out or something like that this would have <laughs> been probably a little bit more well received by me but because they were trying to be like guys you remember pet cemetery the movie's dope right well we got a motherfucking new one it feels so cash grabby it feels so cynical i don't i don't like it yeah i i don't like it either i think that you know it might have been interesting if it had been judd comes home he's dead because he, he arrived timmy. to the house yeah no, judd never went to war okay timmy comes home and he's he was dead right yeah like that's what the establishment was okay because i couldn't i couldn't recall i couldn't remember if that's exactly how how it opened up but, you know, his dad goes ahead and buries him, and he comes, you know, he shows up at the house a couple days later, like, hey, Dad. Like, I think that would have been interesting. And not even, don't do not do Pet cemetery. Like, just Papa Timmy buried him somewhere and just happened to bury him in some magic fey dirt. Yeah. <laughs> some shit like that. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, I think that the movie was just, they didn't try to go ahead and make anything interesting except for like you said the scene where the dog is being weird and timmy is just watching like a fucking voyeur yeah well also so another time where they they had an opportunity to do something really interesting they went for flash instead which was norma being stuck in the hospital with donna when donna was killing everybody i think that there was an opportunity for again some real tenseness there but all tenseness that they put like that scene dissolved in moments because they just got rid of it 
they they were like, uh oh, is she in the bathroom? Boom, door flies off. But there she is. Like, uh oh, is she gonna make it down the stairs? Boom, she's down the stairs. It's always no chance to really build to that. This feels like it wants to be almost action horror or monster horror, where it's just attack, 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 gore, gore, gore. But that's not how Stephen King writes, and that's not what the first Pet Cemetery was. And yeah, to call this, I think at some point this was supposed to be a prequel. I think they could have done something better. I feel like what really happened is they put somebody had a script that was kind of like Pet Cemetery, but not really. Mm-hmm. And Paramount was like, "Well, guess what? You're making a Pet Cemetery movie now." And they were like, "Oh, but it's not really like that." They're like, "Yeah, but it's kind of close. You've got somebody coming back from the dead, and they're infected with evil. So we'll just toss it in Pet Cemetery. Congratulations, you're writing Pet Cemetery." And they're like, "No, but..." And then they were like, "Up, up, up! Bye. We're Paramount." We're like the fifth most important company right now or something. I don't know. But, you know, we will we will put you on our streaming service right next to all the screen movies and you will stand out. And make Greg go ahead and watch more screen movies so he can be like screen. I always like screen. Like I said, I always like the first one. But so something I noticed and this ties very nicely into Scream 6 and Pet Cemetery Bloodlines and Dexter. So there's been this idea of pretty much forever that there's something genetic about what makes people evil, right? Quote unquote evil, what makes things evil and both scream six and Dexter deal a lot with this idea of where you came from dictates how you are or how you were born, etc. Now Dexter doesn't go as far as to say genetics, but in scream, they talk about Billy Loomis's kid. The the main character now is Billy Loomis's daughter, Billy Loomis being one of the original scream killers, but he even appears in her mind talking about like, this is who you are. You're a murderer. This is what you are. It's in your blood. And I think it's interesting that we see so many of these ideas kind of regurgitated now with all of these bloodline plots, these bloodline themes tying into you don't have a choice in your actions it's in your blood and this is who you are and i wonder if on some level this is assuming that we we take the idea that art especially horror kind of focuses on the things that worry society as a whole we might look at something like scream six which i know i'm talking a lot about for a movie where we're reviewing pet cemetery but it takes this idea of maybe the reason that things are so messed up and maybe the reason that we're so worried about it is because some people are just born bad. And it's not an idea I want to agree with because that leads us down a very eugenics-y path, which is not good. But it it does seem to be a common theme in a lot of horror these days. What was the last big-ass horror movie? Hereditary. Or Hereditary. There we go. I almost said heredity, but I don't think that's right. It's Hereditary. (laughs) And then... They followed that up with Midsommar, which didn't hit as much because that's about cults and cults obviously aren't hereditary, but hereditary is. And when you look at some of the the classic horror movies over the last few years, stuff like The Conjuring and the stuff in those universe, a lot of times it's stuff that's been around forever and it's passed down much like a bloodline. And that leads me back to Pet Sanitary Bloodline. Pet Sanitary Bloodlines focuses on the other side of things. There's only a few families in this town who know the truth. I don't know why they have to share the secret. If it was said in the movie, everybody here missed it. I don't know what the point was, but 
it seems as though this family guards a secret. I was expecting there to be something like, oh, f- these are descendants of the original people who were here, and they're the only ones who have the ability to stop this thing. Like, they're the only ones who could hurt it. Nobody else can even see it or something like that. But that's never what came up. As far as we know, they're the only families that confronted it. And so I, I don't understand it. But again, we're going with this idea of because of who your ancestors were, because of what is contained within you, you are the one who is capable of doing a good thing or doing what's necessary and not the other way around. And again, I don't know that I like this idea being explored so much in cinema recently because it does lead us down a very eugenicsy path. It means that some people are default good and default bad. And to go pivot to one of my other favorite shows, and uh, you guys can give me all the shit you want for this, but it's fine. My favorite junk TV show is a show called Criminal Minds. It's on paramount as well but they are the fbi profilers track down serial killers and they actually pretty much i'd say like every four or five episodes one character will be like you don't believe in evil and the other one will be like no it's all just choices and i think that's dope because that is true there's so many people who have similar fucked up backgrounds to a lot of the characters you see but they don't choose to do fucked up things right or at least not these fucked up things i'm not saying everybody's perfect all the time but you know, there's a lot of people who've come from rough backgrounds who, while they might steal something or not be a great partner, they don't murder prostitutes or, I don't know, become evil from being buried in the ground or, you know, decide to put on a scary mask and kill their friends at a party. So, anyway, that's my thoughts on Bloodline. It, it might. And I mean, from my understanding, oftentimes horror films like come from the fear that the the culture is having a, as of recently. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how Bloodlines kind of ties in to anything. The only thing I could I could kind of say that doesn't really go into like the Bloodlines aspect of it. I do think that they were trying to hint or insinuate that the founding families know about the pet cemetery because the native american the the indigenous person that they they mm-hmm. met uh, during the weird flashback scene like kind of told them you know shoot him in the eye yes <laughs> that was such a the only way to kill them is to shoot him in the eyes <laughs> i mean i would assume that's a yeah. good way to kill pretty much everything yeah i, I, I don't know i i think that it it was treated weird to me because if it's these families that know about the pet cemetery and how it raises the dead, especially like, you know, pets and stuff like that, that you're going to, I don't know. I, I do more than throwing a bunch of, you know, branches, right? <laughs> a bunch of, a bunch of branches down. And the second I start noticing that the world is starting to go to shit and like, I'm like, Oh, you pet cemetery. age resurrected somebody and it was probably Billy's fault Billy buried his and Timmy and <laughs> Timmy's alive and Timmy's killing people and I had to kill his dog and all that you know I wouldn't wait until the next night to go ahead and start working on defending I might go ahead and get on, on it then and there in that moment I mean you got the sheriff and three other guys I'm talking about the, there's a scene where the prior family said it may have or might have dealt with this beforehand or like it's happening again we have to take Mm -hmm. care of it okay cool well we'll deal with it tomorrow yeah it it did seem like it lacked that like urgency that most people i think would be much more likely to take on (laughs) the the problem right away or run right away yeah yeah 
get your kids out. Get your kids out of the out of the city. Get them out of the the county. Get them out of the town. Whatever the hell you need to do, or something. Or take care of it right then and there, and in that moment, and then have like the parents die, and the kids find the diary, and they're like, "Oh, mom and dad were part of some secret Van Helsing murder club." Right. I don't know. It, it's there was some stuff that was missing from it, and I, I don't. I don't know what the movie was trying to say about like culture or society or if it even was trying to say anything about culture or society, but I can say it is kind of weird that like, you know, like you said, we have movies that are coming out, you know, scream bloodline. I, I don't know. Uh, what was the other blood? No, that was the zombie. That was bloodline. day of the dead bloodline. I don't, yeah, but even then we're kind of led to believe that there's a, there's a rape zombie because he's always been a rape zombie. And so, yeah, God, that was so fucking. Yeah, gross. it was disgusting. But th- it, that's, I suppose, what we're supposed to believe there. Zombie movies are a little bit yeah, different I, thing, but yeah. Well, and I, I only brought it up because my brain was like reaching for another one. Oh, yeah, for back. sure. But I, I don't know, like, you know, it, if horror movies are going into this bloodline, like you said, Hereditary, Scream, and and uh, Pet Cemetery bloodlines right now, if that's where where they're going, I don't know what the hell that's saying. Is that is that a commentary on? interminglings which I mean that's not a problem that should never be a problem we should never have an issue with someone being with someone else it doesn't matter where they come from yeah I agree with that Uh, I think if I was to take a guess at what that commentary would mean it's about trying to explain why the world's gone to shit despite that we have uh, more technology more metrics more science than ever before we haven't gone to space things have gotten expensive things are hard it it is genuinely straight up and if you're a boomer listening to this sorry it is straight up harder to survive as somebody out of college now than it is 20 30 40 years ago things cost so much we are getting gouged pretty much at every necessity and i think that there's an idea that if you want to go the nihilistic route Maybe we can't do anything about it because some people who are in charge, etc., are just bad. They're just bad people, and they were born that way. Their bloodline is bad. And so why should we try to struggle against that? And that's yeah. the that's the plot for the Lorax, too. The Lorax gives up and chops <laughs> down the trees himself. The Lorax, I believed in him. I thought he would save nope. the planet. Not he is, he the is evil. Dis- sworn to destroy what he once loved. <laughs> Recyclops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you know that that makes a lot of sense actually. And I think that if that's if that's the case, then it's overlooking what the issue is that is really blatant, and it starts with a C and ends with capitalism. Canada capitalism. <laughs> the Appalachians. Apples. Mm. You know, so I don't know. I think that there's. It's kind of like the, uh, similar to the obsession that people have with serial killers. What what makes it so that somebody who grew up in a perfectly normal home just snaps, right? And so many people that grew up in a perfectly normal home are you know fascinated by that because they're just like me. And how come they became yeah. a skin wearing murder master and I just got a regular job? You know, so I think there's always that. There's a lot of things. It's it's like half an idea I had last night, and I talked it over with my wife, and you know, we there's a lot to unpack there. And I think the biggest point is I'm not super versed on every fucking horror movie that's come out, so I don't know that this is a trend or just happens to be a trend among what we watched. And I'd hate to try to make a grander statement 
about something that is just what I see because of what I've seen and therefore basically making it yeah. anecdotal evidence and then dunning Krugering myself, which I've probably already done. But <laughs> either way, it's one of those things where you – it's just interesting to think about. As far as this movie, the one the, – the thing that confused me the most and maybe you got a better read on what was going on, what the hell was happening to Norma at the end of this movie? She's like – tied up under some ground that was filling with water, and I don't understand why. So the thought, and and mind you, this movie does not explain it. The thought that came to mind for me is Timmy buried her either in the pet cemetery or under the house. I don't know Mm -hmm. where. I'm guessing under the house with the tunnels that he dug, and I'm guessing the tunnel leads to the pet cemetery or something like that. So she's underground in the pet cemetery, slowly being suffocated by, because uh, I don't know if it was raining at that time, but if it was raining, then it's the rain, or he turned on the hose or something like that. But I don't know, because they didn't explain that scene, and it was so weird watching her slowly get... Drowned? Drowned, yeah, drowned in the in the mud, and then not... Die? Yeah. Like she's not, yeah, she's not saved. Oh, I thought that's what... We don't see. We were going to see at the end was her turned evil because I thought that she was being yeah. buried, like you said, in the cemetery. And then when she wasn't, yeah. I was like, "So what the what the fuck was happening here?" Well, yeah, considering we watched Timmy go ahead and and turn the other lady, Donna. What was her name? Donna. Yeah, turned turned Donna into one of his. I don't know. I figured that he would turn Judson's girlfriend into one of his to go ahead and fuck up Judson. I mean. Uh, so, the, the, this movie made me, like, gave me the, the urge to go ahead and write my own version of, like, a veteran coming home horror mm-hmm. story. And I'm trying to, like, pay attention to, like, what we're talking about right here. And if if I write something like that, that where one of the characters gets buried, I'm going to explain that they get buried in something that's going to turn them evil and i don't know it just felt like they were missing that that aspect there of like what is going on i get that you're trying to lead you know judson in because his girlfriend is a like non-important character at all except for in the scene where she's fighting donna and she doesn't matter to the movie in the slightest otherwise so bury her and then forget her yeah like that's that's what it came off as. It's like she's just a, for, a forgotten character that's just there for shits and giggles whenever the director slash writer wants her to be. Yeah, and that's a good point. Norma didn't need to be in this movie at all for this movie to exist. There, it was just a character to be in there. Yeah. You know what they could have done is they could have had Norma, you know, be there for the moment where they're trying to leave the leave the town. And then Judson gets bitten by the dog. So Judson ends up in the hospital, and Norma goes, okay, well, I'm going to go. Uh, I will save you a spot in the Peace Corps in wherever yeah. I end up. Come get She'd have been like, Come hey, I was going to wait until we were in the Peace Corps to say this, but I want to see other people, and the people I want to see are in Michigan. Yeah. So, bye. <laughs> yeah, you know, cause since she wasn't a character in the movie, might as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, I wish that they hadn't called it Bloodlines. I wish... I wish they hadn't called. Yeah, let's say I wish they hadn't called whoever made this movie, and then we wouldn't have this movie. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> considering like you know you you mentioned it to me, uh, two point five rating for the movie is is remove Pet Cemetery from it, like the whole aspect of Pet Cemetery, and it becomes like a three point yeah. And that's why you guys should all watch my upcoming movie, It Part 5, The Unauthorized Story. Now, I know there's not a part three and four yet, but by the time I'm done making this movie, they'll have got there. It's coming to theaters 2020, so we've got about 18,000 years. (laughs) But I urge you, those of you who are cryogenically frozen or plan on being preserved in amber like a Jurassic Park mosquito, that, you know... Check it out when you're un- unthawed, when you're cloned. So are you, you directing this to all the uh, Disney parents that go ahead and pay for the cryogenic? Freezing? Nobody actually pays for that. Disney parents can't afford it. They go to Disneyland <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Walt Disney and, like, what's his name? Bob Eisner. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Uh, somehow Elon Musk. Is now, Elon, will, Elon will just shoot his robot body to the moon. So he'll just be wandering around up there. Oh, there's more free speech here. Nobody can contradict me because if they open their helmet, they die. That's the way I like it. I like it when what I say is free speech and everybody else is wrong. All right. I got nothing more to say about yeah. this movie. Neither do uh, I. I think it's a pass from both of us. Yeah. yeah. I Even if pass. you're a Pet Cemetery fan, this doesn't do nothing for you. I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. Go go watch the original. Ignore this one. Yeah. yeah. We've we've said other movies that are it's, better than this. It's October right now. This episode is coming out on, I believe, it's the sixteenth of this month. So you can literally go to any streaming service and go to their like added this month, and it'll probably be a shitload of horror movies. Just take a chance on one of those. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, those horror channels that you know do do horror movies for the month. Go ahead and sponsor us. We'll go ahead and shout you out. I know that we only have like you know two followers, but I'll, I, I sponsor hey, us. We have four. We got four. We have four followers. We will shout you out to our four now, followers. Sponsor are two us. of them us? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still, that's not what the metrics say. They just say four. Well, with that being said, uh, Greg and I, I believe, have spent everything that we can say about this movie, and you can find us all over the internet with Twitter or X, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, all the places podcasts show up. I found one the other day, and I wish I had I had saved it, but I was doing homework, so I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and find us, like us, subscribe. Go ahead and write us comments. Tell us that we we did a good job or a bad job. Explain why we did a bad job if you say so. Uh, say hi to Greg. Say hi to Ringo. Yeah, that's it. Got anything else to add, Greg? You can write us at one two three Ringo Street, Washington, California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead and write to us at that address. And with that, say goodbye. Bye, Greg. Bye.